With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whistrod, whose name reminds me of a box of cereal from the 60s for some reason, uh, no no offense intended, uh, asked uh, in uh, August, now that, don't you see what that means? We're getting closer and closer to the present here in our time machine. Uh, he asked, uh, is it true that there is a consensus among historians that there was a historical Jesus? Uh, secondly, Michael Grant has said that the Jesus myth position has been refuted again and again by scholars. Do you know of any materials that present these refutations? Thank you. Well, yeah, it, it is certainly true that the uh, by far the majority consensus is that there was a historical Jesus and that the trick is to determine the parts of the gospel that present him to us uh, to peel away the parts that are admixtures and later accumulations of alien traditions and interpretation, etc. Uh, I uh, don't accept that consensus, and, and of course, in the history of scholarship, it's really the history of uh, one consensus being either modified or rejected and overturned by an emerging one, and it may be that the Christ myth theory will eventually prevail. I have no idea. I'd almost be surprised that uh, if it did, uh, given that it is really unthinkable for various reasons and not merely uh, logical ones. Uh, I, I am pretty much persuaded it is true, but I'm in a tiny minority. Uh, then uh, and Michael Grant is certainly right that uh, many scholars have taken uh, aim at the Christ myth theory and uh, refuted it to their satisfaction. That is offered a number of uh, criticisms of it. Uh, I find some of them uh, effective and others not. I, I think that, uh, as with any theory that exists in variant versions, different people are going to make better or worse arguments. Uh, but... Um, uh, I think that uh, there, there's these uh, these refutations are, are not all that uh, effective. But uh, Maurice Gogel uh, did probably uh, the best job of refuting it, and uh, his uh, uh, well, though Shirley Jackson case, who has a work available online in its entirety. Uh, he, uh, forget the title of it, don't have it in front of me, uh, he, he probably did a respectable job, but Maurice Gogel, G-O-G-U-E-L, wrote a book called Jesus the Nazarene, Myth or History, and he was certainly a great radical New Testament scholar, he just didn't think he could go as far as uh, William Benjamin Smith and uh, Robertson and some of these other guys were going, uh, uh, another goodie would be T.J. Thornburn, Jesus Christ, historical or mythical. Uh, another one that I, I find very good is 
H.G. Wood, Did Christ Really Live? And another very good one that, that goes into great detail summarizing the different versions of the theory is Archibald Robertson's Jesus, Myth, or History. Uh, and uh, they're all very good books, and I'm sure there are others too, but these are the ones I happen to have accumulated. And um, I happen to be writing a couple of uh, essays at the moment reopening some of these questions. Uh, I have not dealt with some of the, the most common arguments for the Christ myth theory that uh, these men are refuting, uh, I've kind of uh, looked at uh, G.A. Wells and some other recent ones and done my own uh, version of it, but I have latterly looked into some of the original uh, Robertson and Cushot um, uh, and uh, Smith arguments and so on, and found some of them to be wanting. Uh, for instance, the real tricky thing, something I've always thought was very dubious, was the, the argument that there was a pre-Christian Jesus cult, that there were worshippers of Jesus or Joshua before Christianity began, and that it was only a later development to suppose he had lived in very recent days. Uh, I, I, I'm working on a paper uh, called the Pre-Christian Jesus Revisited. I'm going to be giving it a conference on Christian origins in Germany in December. Uh, and um, in it, I think that, uh, well, I try to argue that though some of the evidence, admittedly fragmentary, that the older, older scholars gave for believing there was a superhuman Jesus or Joshua uh, remembered as an archangel or hinted at as a pre-monotheistic God. Some of that is weak, uh, though, though still worth noticing, but the whole argument is shored up by more recent work, by people with no interest in the Christ myth theory, especially uh, Margaret Barker, who shows how polytheistic ancient Israelite religion was and how late it remained so, and how uh, Jehovah was, and the key thing here is that Jehovah uh, was was originally the son of God, that is El Elyon, God Most High. He had 70 sons, one of them was Yahweh, or Jehovah, and each of his sons ruled a different nation so that Yahweh's inheritance was uh, was Judah. And um, that's pretty clear from Deuteronomy 32. And Barker says, well, there's certainly clear evidence that the early Christians viewed Jesus as Jehovah, the Kurios, uh, in their uh, in the Christian copies of the Septuagint, the Greek Old Testament, instead of uh, Yahweh, and there was a Greek transliteration of the name, but they didn't use that. They just substituted the word Kurios, Lord. Uh, that uh, well, they reflected the same usage in the New Testament, where numerous quotes from the Old Testament that concern Jehovah are um, quoted using the title, Kurios, Lord, about Jesus. Now, fundamentalists have quite rightly, for many, many years, pointed to these passages and said, you see, these people believed in the deity of Christ, or the godness of, of Christ. Yeah, Barker says that's exactly right, but look a little closer. Uh, Jesus is not identified there with the high God, by people who accepted the post-Deuteronomic unification of Yahweh and El Elyon, that which emerged as 
Jewish monotheism. No, this must reflect a popular continuance of the difference between the Father and Son, so that Jesus is Jehovah appearing on earth, which of course they had thought he had done many times, the so-called angel of the Lord, and he is called the Son of God, which would be El, as in Elohim, El Shaddai, El Elyon, El, the, the top God. Uh, he is not called the Son of the Lord. I had never noticed that screamingly obvious fact somehow. Jesus is not the Son of the Lord, which might be taken as Son of Yahweh. No, he is the Kurios, at least in the epistles, the Lord of the Old Testament, quite interchangeably, and he is the Son of God, El. So Barker says it looks like they uh, just carried on at least a ditheism from ancient Israelite religion. And if this is the case, though, again, Barker has no interest in the Christ myth theory. Uh, it, it feeds right into it because it says, well, Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. It's a good name you would give to an incarnation or a, or a theophany or whatever on earth, Jehovah, but as a savior. Now you can add to that, well, you know, where do you get the dying and rising God thing from? And it's a weak point of the traditional views, and it's refuted by Gogel and the others that uh, what reason, you know, even if you believe there was a Joshua God in the Old Testament, where would you have gotten the death and resurrection? And uh, some of these guys say, well, he must have been a dying and rising God like Tammuz. Well, must have been? Where do you get that? Eh, that's a good point. That's just surmise. But... If you look at uh, the work of Gio Wiedengren, a great uh, Swedish uh, comparative religion scholar, he shows that just as Marduk was a dying and rising god, his death and resurrection forming part of the myth of the conquest of, uh, uh, of uh, Tiamat and, and his enthronement alongside his father, Ea, as the new king of gods, uh, just as Baal dies killed by the moat, the death monster, and rises and takes the throne after defeating the monster, Yahweh, too, was regarded in Israel as a dying and rising God, and that this is what it means in a couple of passages, one of them in the Psalms, where they sing, uh, uh, Yahweh lives, uh, let the earth rejoice, etc., well, what would that mean unless you're contrasting it with uh, his hitherto state of uh, death? And uh, just like in the other religions, the sleep of the god is a, is a synonym for the death, albeit temporary, of the god. Baal was asleep, etc. And so, why sleepest thou, O Yahweh? Uh, awaken. Uh, well, yeah, that, that was the death and resurrection of Yahweh. Well, you, you put these two, I don't think... Barker mentions that, I don't remember. But if you just put Barker and Wiedengren together, what have you got? You got the early Christian belief that Jesus was the Israelite God, Yahweh, who was already a dying and rising God. Uh, and uh, they said he came to earth. Well, when did he die and rise? They just kept post-dating it. Originally, it had happened in connection with his his battle against Leviathan, which issued in his lordship and the creation of the world fascinating, uh, which is just what you'd expect given the Philonic Christology of uh, Jesus as the Logos, 
that he was the agent of creation, though not the ultimate God. So I think that uh, these books that uh, refute the Christ myth theory as it stood did a pretty good job. I mean, they really do show you the limits of the argument as offered back then, but I think it transcends those arguments. Uh, G.A. Wells argues in a significantly different way. So does Earl Doherty. And uh, uh, so I, I recommend those. Uh, they're, all the ones I mentioned are, are quite good, and I'm sure there are other ones, too. Uh, the uh, question goes on, and that's a very good one. And uh, thank you very much, Quistrod. We'll be on to the next one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.